on the Spencer's the Pez, poking out at the cons, Renaissance fests, watch anime chicks with inflatable breasts. You might be a Trekkie, eh, sit back and watch as the Uber geek goes and kicks it up a notch. Turn to the letter F in your dictionary and add this word to your vocabulary. Take a look, cause I'm the real McCoy. Damn it, Jim, I'm not a doctor, I'm just the definition of a fanboy, baby. Coming to you live from the hollowed grounds that once was elusive comics and games, it's the Fanboy Planet Podcast with your host, the D-Meister, Derek McCaw. <laughs> Thank you very much. This is D-Meister. And yeah. did, did you mean hallowed or hollowed? Because it feels like we've been hollowed out here. It is sacred. As it like we should be standing in a crater. Elusive comics it's and so games. It's big in here. It is so huge. Now that the wall, and it's finished, it's beautiful. It's the, so what, Derek? It's so huge. Thank you. <laughs> What? That's going to get cut out. <laughs> the expansion is well underway. Um, I pulled carpet. What, Derek? <laughs> That's not going to get cut out. Now you're now you're setting up jokes that you can't have the antecedent for. You're fooled. Antecedent. Good it looks pretty. Let's just summarize it, it that way. This is going to be an amazing. It feels huge and. Oh dear! And we're going to, you know, we'll be podcasting from different points around the you around mean the store. We won't be perched somewhere. We, well, we we will we'll be eventually, be but we'll be but we'll be you know week after week changing and seeing is it comfortable here or here? Can they hear how alive the store is in the background? Listen to how live this is. This store actually has customers I've never seen before in here right now. Expansion. And then there's Tim, or I like to call him Copper. So Copper. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Pennyhead. Anyway, this is Derek McCaw, editor-in-chief of Fanboy Planet. After all those shenanigans, welcome uh, with me uh, on my usual crew and uh, semi-regular commentator who give a little feminine breathy touch. Aaron, I like shenanigans, Frost. <laughs> Don't cut that. And <laughs> so I can't give my breathy feminine touch? Oh, please do. Go ahead. Juan Lopez. <laughs> I yeah. don't like shenanigans as much <laughs> <laughs> from law. And, of course, moral compass, uh, frantically going, where was that so I can cut it? Stern headmaster, Rick Brett Snyder. Stern headmaster. Mm. He's, he's brought the paddle. Uh-huh. All right. <laughs> so oh, this week, of course, uh, for well-rounded geeks everywhere and uh, and Andrew Preston listening in New Jersey who says, boy, I really wish you'd talk about something other than comics first so I wouldn't have to listen to the whole thing. We're talking about comics first. But... <laughs> We oh, will so also be. We will also be. I talking, feel for you, Andrew. We will also be talking about an HD DVD versus Blu-ray uh, controversy, which involves the Transformers. That's how it ties into us. Uh, Wait, we, are the Transformers fighting Blu-rays? They are. Wow, absolutely. That sounds awesome. Uh, we'll be talking about uh, a new cast <laughs> member on Heroes. We'll be talking about pictures that leaked out onto the internet about from a movie that we're all very, anti- uh, very much anticipating. Oh, The yes. Dark Knight. There's two new cast Sorry. members on Heroes. Did we talk about that last week? Uh, no, but we'll, we'll talk about there. that when we'll we get, get back there, because only one that I care about. Thank oh, you. Okay. And uh, and then, uh, yeah, and there's other news coming up, but first we're going to get with comics, of course, because that's Cause why we we're here. In a comic Tell shop. us about comics, Derek. We're at Elusive Comics and Games. That's 2725 El Camino Real, Suite 105 in Santa Clara. 
California. And 104. And 104. And, and, 104. and now Sweet 104. Yeah. We've taken over. She's oh. taken over. Eventually, we're going to annex the Juicy Burger and then Poland. <laughs> All right. So. Aww, but only after friends. the Juicy Burger. That was for all our Polish listeners. Yes. Uh, well, we that one goes out to Dieter. This is a shout-out. <laughs> We're going to conquer the Faroe Islands. There's my shout-out. I, I don't know who's downloading us in the Faroe Islands, but I know they're there. So We're coming for you. We're coming for you. Absolutely. World Tour. Just places that download the podcast. Faroe Islands. Gilroy. Japan. Gilroy. <laughs> yeah. Word. I don't know that. Um, San Jose. All right, hit me with some comics, Big Daddy. Let's All right, do it. well, last week, uh, Jeff Johns uh, wrote rewrote the book of the all-new, all-original Booster Gold. Booster Gold number one oh, came yeah. out and sold out. Interesting. And big deal here because it's sort of DC's answer to, I'd say... Time Master? Exiles. Exiles. Over at Marvel, but also reminded me a lot of the um, John Eric Hexum... Show. Voyagers. Voyagers. I love ah, that show with Mino Baluch. If you recall, oh, whatever his name is. I, yeah, hmm, I think that's right. If you recall uh, at the end of 52, uh, that uh, Booster Gold saved the multiverse and was kind of left with his own ancestor, Michael Carter, wearing the supernova suit. And Rip Hunter, Time Master, was saying that he would, uh, that, you know, there was still work to be done. And apparently, after the and trust me, Aaron, I do understand how strange this is all going to sound. I, my After the giant it, space worm, Mr. Mind metamorphosized and ate several sound pieces geekier, of reality. please. Okay, I can do that. Oh, my God. So anyway, <laughs> after Mr. Mind okay, devoured stop. parts of the multiverse. Then, Ow. You're just, and you're just I should, losing listeners. By I, should, I should say that Rick... But the Brett, folks at home can't see is Derek's actually changing as then, he talks. I that's know. it. Rick did not actually put any voice filter on there. That was me. I'm available. Anyway. So, <laughs> for cartoon <laughs> Girls, can you wonder why? No. For cartoon work. That's ah. what I meant. Thanks. Okay, that's it. I will do it in my Eric's Ultimate Solitaire so, voice. So, back to Booster Gold. So um, now, Rip Hunter Time Master has told Booster that he, uh, despite now his, his reputation as a hero had been rehabilitated, and he goes to the Justice League and asks, can I join the league wait, now? Wait, who? Booster Gold does. Rehabilitated? Was he a bat? Oh, because, oh, because he was in the storyline, he was kind of a goof. He was considered a goofball and, and egotistical. He was setting up his own uh, he had to, He had to kind of play down his... He was exposed his... as a fraud. And so basically he has now been faced with this, that there are still holes in reality that he must repair. Uh, so he's kind of like, he has to be the unappreciated hero. Absolutely. He which must is great sto for storytelling. He, he must absolutely let history judge him as a buffoon in order to be the greatest his hero in history. It's something unknown. we can all relate to. Absolutely. Yes. Well, kind of like the great... Uh, you saved Utah last week, didn't you? Shh. Okay. <laughs> See, I'm sorry. That's exactly. It was and a small corner. Not proud. Now, was this? No, wait. <laughs> let me Chester Zorlak in here. Was this? Is this okay. kind of? A, is this an ongoing thing with Booster Gold? Because do you remember the Justice League cartoon? The greatest where, story never told. Right. He had a similar story where he had to save the universe, but Absolutely. nobody knew he but did it. That was could the know. first. That was the first time that the, in that Justice League Unlimited episode that. Booster Gold had been defined as such, as as has been happening way too often in the comics. Bruce Tim and his team in Warner Animation put a spin on a character that everybody at DC went, "Huh, that's what we should be doing." That's with it. how we can market them better. <laughs> yeah. So yes, that's exactly what's going on. In the meantime, some shadowy character has taken over Michael Carter and put on the supernova suit, 
and is going back and trying to undo certain things. Like I going, wonder if it might be a worm we might have known. No, I don't know. The other thing that they did was that the last page, it was done in the JSA number one, and they did it in the Justice League of America number zero of Brad Meltzer's run, where they gave like a, a final page with a bunch of different panels from future plot lines. And i got to say, by the way, disappointingly enough, the Justice League of America, number zero, if you recall, some really tantalizing future plot lines, which new Justice League writer Dwayne McDuffie says, I have no intention of following up on. <laughs> okay, so, so there's that disappointment. However, Booster Gold promises a lot of things, including an entire core of Blue Beetles. The Blue Beetle Corps. Um, oh my god. Don't you have to put a tent over I'm your so house excited. for that? Or? Yeah. We're eventually going to have the Blue Beetle Corps versus the late Green Lantern Corps. That means nothing to Aaron, but those of nothing us at all. who want Ted Corps to be, you know, all, to also come back, there's Ted Corps, Dan Garrett, and the new one, Javier? Melendez. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Melendez? The Melend- just, Melendez brothers just, are the no. new Blue Beetles? He's, he's a Mexican, yeah. I think. But. Already? We've had Aaron being breathy for just a few moments, and now. She just looked at her watch. She's looked yeah. at her watch and realized, Unfortunately, wait a minute, I'm with geeks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I should head home and cook jaltsa and yeah, sorry. Was that some sort of strange dish J- we don't know about? Chinese and Yagash? Pot stickers, which I actually pronounced it wrong. So if anybody's Chinese listening to this, I apologize right now for my Chinese pronunciation because I am aware it sucks. This podcast is banned in China anyway. Sorry. Well, yeah, that would make sense. Uh, I'm going there in a few weeks. Now I'm uh, scared. Don't mention Months, us. sorry, months. We're not liked. Oh, okay. No. Okay. Huh? All right. So, all right, well, go cook your family dinner. Enjoy. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go read my CSI comic. Good night, Aaron. Thanks for coming by. And it's like Aaron left and Alicia just came, <laughs> Alicia came to it's right It's funny in. how you never see them together. <gasps> wow. I think there's a, think there's a Ray Bradbury story about that. <laughs> anyway. It looks like you got another marathon editing session looking at, coming at you. <laughs> Here we go. So that's my take on Booster Gold number one. Uh, popular. I'm a little disturbed. I'm, I'm fearing that everything that they do with stories now that involve fixing reality means that anything we care about in continuity, which includes Rip Hunter says something about continuity punches, please. Uh, you know, it bothered me. It's like, why should we get invested? As much as it's entertaining, why should we get invested in the continuity? Now, if you're going to tell me that you are, it is so malleable that right. from issue to issue, it'll be All completely different. All my notes from the past, just burn them. You know, just the you've flow charts, the, the, flow charts the, the, the pin charts on the wall, the connections, all useless now. Wow. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. And speaking of that, the Superboy of Earth Prime is now officially referred to as Prime. I got a, got a press release from D.C. this morning explaining that they are reprinting the Sinestro Corps War for the fourth time with... Prime on the cover until someone realizes, of course, that Prime is a trademark owned by Marvel Comics. This is so wild because not only do we have the continuity written into the storyline that gets rewritten by the characters because of things that happen in the quantum physics of their reality, but now we have this oppressive layer of reality going into rewriting stuff for legal or whatever reasons. What did he just say? Yes. Okay. The point is that a, and I should also say up, up here that there's been another court decision. They're going higher and higher with the Siegel and Schuster heirs. The Siegel estate has been slapped down by another court, uh, and so it, it's slowly edging towards do they have a right to the Superboy name or not? Right. And hopefully, 
by what 2011, uh, we will have this result and we can see a character named Superboy. And then again. they'll report it, reprint everything, and they'll take Prime out and they'll put Superboy. Well, in. Absolutely. Is it the same number of letters? No, it's not. How's absolutely, absolutely. And they'll bring uh, Connor back from the dead. Um, yeah, I think that's uh, you know, I apparently Dan DiDio at Wizard World. A lot of people actually started. Uh, haranguing him about that and it's been a theme at convention appearances for a few months that it's despite what he keeps saying no one will believe that there was any reason for killing Connor other than he was named Superboy and so we'll see sounds like a super villain your name Superboy you must die <laughs> well it wasn't that Magog's or Gog's motivation back in Kingdom so there's that. Another old-time thing that came out that's actually gone under a couple of different names. Terror Incorporated, number one, came out from Marvel a couple of weeks ago uh, under the Max line. And do you guys remember Terror Incorporated? Yeah, the I very... think actually on this podcast we've ripped on how lame that character was, I think. Okay, did you? I believe at one time. Okay, tell me what you remember about him uh, so I don't seem like the lone Zorlak. He has like one big fish eye. He's like green head, has like ten... He looks like a broom upside down kind of in a weird a way. what upside down? A broom. A broom. You know what oh, I mean? Okay. It's got tentacles sticking out. It's, and then, then he wears like a hat and a trench coat. Yes. Looks like maybe Inspector Gadget if it was a mutant yes. or something. Yes, uh, sort of. Do you it's recall, ridiculous. Do you recall the name he actually first appeared under? Uh, I think it was Incorporated Terror. Nope. Oh, I don't know. What? Shrek. Seriously? Shrek. Interesting. Yes. Because it means fright. Ah. Oh. Vague, vague record. Yes, and so uh, in, in a... In a Line that uh, I think Marvel might have a lawsuit. A Marvel had it. Uh, it was under their Razor line or Shadow line. I can't remember which was that uh, Shrek appeared, and then became Terror Incorporated. And his power was that his limbs and his pieces of his body would rot, and he would have to take them from other bodies, right, 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 attach right. them to himself, and then he would have the memories and abilities of the of that person. Kind of like Jeff Fahey's body parts. <laughs> kind of. I don't know. I didn't see that. Nobody did. Yeah. Life's too short for some things. And Sorry, yet not, Jeff Fahey. And yet not short enough for me to not to to avoid re- reading the Max revival. And I gotta say, it's an interesting read. You might want to look this up. Cool, because it'll be in the quarter bin in about they uh, three actually, weeks. They actually gave him a logical origin, and they cleaned up. He doesn't have those little fish tentacle catfish things anymore. Uh, they gave him a, a very logical. Uh, for comics origin, and it, I, I'm kind of intrigued to where it's going. So I just wanted to kind of give a little spotlight on that book. Right? You liked I it? Was, I was very surprised that I liked How it. How was the artwork? The artwork was really good. Hmm. Right. Really well, good. Keep an eye out for it. So I wish I could remember the name of anybody doing it, but I can't. All right, but so it's on, on the shelves now. It's on it's the shelves Shrek. Now. Terror Incorporated. Oh, it's called Terror. Okay, got it. <clears throat> There's a donkey, too. <laughs> oh, cool. Does he ride sort a of. smart <laughs> talking donkey? Love it. Yes. All right, uh, and uh, so those are the things that have been on the shelves. We, of course, uh, the Back in Black Spider-Man story is wrapping up this week. You, have you seen the cover of that? I, I yes. stopped reading that a long time okay, ago. Okay, with uh, Spider-Man Just looking fill over. us in. Shroud. Satisfying or unsatisfying? Uh, unsatisfying. Okay. The cover, let me say, by the time this podcast is available, most people will know, is an utter cheat. An absolute utter cheat of the storyline. I know, I flipped to the end. Because? Did you? Yes. Because the... I'm um, not being a follower of that magazine. They that have comic. been implying that Aunt May was going to die. Yes. And so the cover is of him, uh, you know, putting a shroud over But he's actually body. making a bed. <laughs> no, he's just holding uh, it up. Actually, no, they're disguising her as a corpse and sneaking her out of the hospital. Oh, uh, okay. 
and then just moving her to another hospital because finally someone notices, by the way, you have to report gunshot wounds. Little Miss Sunshine to take notice. I mean, that's how they move the dead body. That's true. There you go. So, oh, my gosh, there's a ripoff of Little Miss Sunshine. It's horrible. <laughs> I've never seen it. And, and uh, well, So it works for me. It was a, it was a good film. Uh, but uh, at the end, there's a new kind of status quo that, J. J. Michael Straczynski is trying to set up is that now Spider-Man is has actually clearly, or Peter Parker has clearly broken laws, and so now he feels like he's no better than the the people that he fights. But he broke the whole law of the Registration Act, didn't right? He? Okay, so now no, you know, technically though he hasn't yeah, because he is registered and he and his identity is known. Right, but he's, he's not working for Shield. Protecting, though. protecting the people who haven't. He's associating yes, with right. felons. Yeah. So there, but but everyone was given amnesty in World War Hulk. So temporary amnesty. It's confusing. They were deputized, weren't they? They were deputized, and World War Hulk's not over, and yet it's over in some books. So it's very confusing. Yeah. Very confusing. Mm. But anyway, so they're setting up for I'm the... I'm going to have to spend a lot of money and buy all these books and just catch up, huh? And no, no, I don't oh, think you okay. should. What I feel like is, is what I'm seeing is a bunch of books that Subliminal. are... In, in the effort to make compelling stories are writing themselves in a corner, as you had complained about Iron Man. How can you, even if you agree with what Iron Man, the side he took in Civil War, his actions make him... No longer a character I want to read about in a major way. But I kept on reading it. You know what they did? Putting him in charge of S.H.I.E.L.D. and making him you know, part of that organization, which is kind of you know, above the law. Kind of, and it's actually an interesting story with him in that role. Yeah, I read this, this week's issue as well, and I thought, and okay, I, finally they got rid of the Civil War and the World yeah. War Hulk. And, but I'm so, still, you know. Yeah, I know. You're resentful. You're, I'm, 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 I'm full it's of tough. bile. Yeah. Full of it. What you got anything good on that list? Anything? Yeah, hey, oh, you know, okay. in October finally we've got a, we've got a set date for the last. Well, what may not? What will be the last DC publication of the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen? Now, some people may realize that they do not like um, that they may not like the film adaptation. But if you are listening to this, the graphic novels are incredibly great. Yes, and so whether you like the movie or not. So the Black Dossier, which is a huge hardback, which I believe involves a CD-ROM and all kinds of interesting things. What's going on? There's a changeover. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, let, let's mention that last week in the podcast, we'll put this in the middle, that we said if we the first five emails we received after the podcast would get a copy of Lon's album, Lon Lopez and the Booty Call, and now Lon just brought a whole bunch. There's a quite his... fetching young lady sprawled on a bed on mm-hmm. the cover. I think he dumped her. Anyway. We're talking about the League of the League Extraordinary Gentlemen. The Gentleman. Black Dossier will be coming out, and there are two covers. So let yourselves know. Is it written by Morrison? It wasn't? Uh, Alan Moore. Alan Moore, whatever. Moore, Morrison, thing. You can see the confusion. This is the end. At any rate, yeah. uh, so the Black Dossier will be about $75, something like that. Wow. And, ain't going to buy But it's a huge multimedia presentation. Large? It's large format, and, and it will be the last time. It, it, it is the, I believe so, with the pullouts, pop-ups, all kinds Gold of strange foil. things. I don't know. Uh, I like the first two, Extraordinary Gentlemen. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, is this just what? So this is a series, more characters? This is a, I mean, it's, more, it's moving it forward in time, I believe, even into the 50s. There's a little controversy because it cannot be legally published in England yet for another, I believe, two or three years because 
the uh, copyright has not expired on some of the characters. Because they ah. still remember the film. They still remember the film. He will be burned. No, uh, no the, the same film reason was called LXG. LXG. There's a big difference. For the same reason, his Lost Girls graphic novel is not. It will not be published in England until 2008 because in 2008 the copyright on Peter Pan will expire, so you can't use Wendy in England without permission of the Children's Hospital. And that, that book did use Wendy. Apparently <laughs> oh, you're, so. So you're can bad. English people buy from Americans and have yes, it shipped so that they, they can, can still enjoy without yes, having to worry about copyright? If you're listening in so does, England. So does Elusive Comics actually ship internationally? Uh, you know, I don't know. But I'll bet they'd be willing to. And we, and we do have listeners in England. So very good. Contact very good. contact uh, contact at elusivecomics.com. The podcast is find available out. in English. It is. Yes. Sometimes we speak English. In fact, yes. we are awesome. four also- commentators separated by a common language. Uh, another uh, a re-release uh, in time for Christmas, which is just funny because I was having a conversation at Comic Con about this will never come back. Jack Kirby's Captain Victory and the Galactic Rangers, a complete omnibus. From Image Comics will be coming out at the end of November. Anybody remember Captain Victory? I huh? Do, I do. Who's re, who's releasing this or re-releasing? Image Comics is. So uh, I guess are they was technically it Pacific Comics? No, it was Pacific did? Comics, yeah. a company that no longer exists. And what was the backup story in those? Books? I think was the it backup the was was it no was, no was no that it? was in the Grell book. Um, uh, yeah, well, I think Star Slayer started in the back of of Captain Victory. Okay. And then spun off into its own, and in the back of Star Slayer was, was the, the first rock. two chapters of Rock. Mm. The Dabble Brothers, to follow up on a story from last week, the Dabble I Brothers. Love me some Dabble. Who separated and lost the rights to Anita Blake. Rumor has it, new rumor, that the reason is that the Dabble Brothers have historically had a problem with paying their creators, and that's why Marvel gets to keep Anita Blake, because then they, they will pay. pay the creators on the Anita Blake Vampire Hunter series. You will pay Marvel. So they created this great buzz, got the author interested and excited to work with them, had her And then had no right. money to, well, no, I'm sure she was paid off. It's the artist and the uh, the person adapting the for the, uh, the Guilty Pleasures story, which was not her husband. He did the first death thing, right? He's not the one who's who was adapting. He's working with her, and then they have another two people, and I apologize for not remembering their names, but they have a close relationship. Yeah, they're getting paid. Marvel gets to keep those. Marvel gets to keep the Orson Scott card books, the Red Prophet, Worm. Uh, the House and the Caymans. The, the House and the Caymans. Stretch Limo. And, and uh, the so Dabble Brothers these, get to visit them on weekends, every so other weekend. So these really, really cool properties that the Dabble Brothers went out and mm-hmm. marketed and developed and mm-hmm. helped build an audience for. They just didn't have a good business plan, apparently. Yeah, it's not the first time that this has happened to the Dabble Brothers. Uh, they've allied themselves with other distributors or, or larger publishers in the past, and they have lost the rights to everything they've done previously as well. Got to manage your books, boys. But they did announce that they've got a new property, and Rick is going to be the one talking most about this because it's he's It's Captain Victory. No. No. Okay. no. Dean R. Kuntz's Frankenstein. Yep. Explain Wait this one minute. to me, Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You're telling me... I am. There's another version of Frankenstein coming out. Yes. Absolutely. Awesome. And it's not Lon Lopez's awesome. Frankenstein. This one's really, really kind of neat. There's there's two books in the series. I remember the first book's called Prodigal. I can't remember. Can we call it a series if there's only two? It's it's go, There's a third one on the way. Oh, what would okay. you call it if it's you only two? You can look two. it up on Wikipedia because there's Wikipedia entries. Dyquel? What do you call that? A series of sequels. The premise of this is, okay, you had Victor Frankenstein who originally created the monster way back when, right? It's the original story. 
And then at the end, it's even unclear whether or not who dies at the end. So right. in the Arctic. And I do of course recall the that Universal, from the Mary Shelley novel. All Wasn't the, there like a USA Network like movie version of it? Oddly enough, uh, Kuntz was supposed to write that. And the books that he's written now are the story that he was going to write for the USA. But wasn't there? Wasn't there, there was, like yes. a, like a Wasn't it Kuntz? It was a take or no? On, no, it wasn't. It was okay. a take on. He was attached. It was a take on House of Frankenstein, really, because it had, I think, it had Frankenstein, the Wolfman, and Dracula all in, mm. and but, Vincent Price. Because eerily enough. Last night on like A and E or one of those channels was the De Niro Frank, the Kenneth Branagh yes. Frankenstein. So I was like, so when I hear this, I'm all, oh great, guess what we need? Another freaking Frankenstein. This one's a real, a real departure from it because what has happened is Victor Frankenstein, the original Doctor Frankenstein, over the years developed his science after the monster to be able to make make himself basically immortal hmm. by in, regenerating himself dead with tissue. mechanical parts hmm. and chemicals and all this so he's not really human human anymore but he's still alive and a continuation of that of that character and he calls him now himself now Victor Helios and he lives in Los Angeles he has a great huge compound that's where all the people go when they're trying to maintain their youth <laughs> he has he has a huge so uh, true huge compound in which he is growing um so all essentially kinds of, he's Robert Evans is what you're saying no I'm kidding yeah Anybody? The creature stays in the picture. (laughs) So Helios is there, and he's building basically a a race of creatures to take over the world with. At the same time, we start the monastery in Tibet with a character named, um, I'm blocking Julius? No. uh, It's Dudekahan. Cosgrove? And basically, this this is the Frankenstein monster. Who, unbeknownst, uh, untold the original tale, because he got his powers from the forces of the universe, is tied into the quantum mechanics of the world. This really sounds really kind of goofy when you say it like this, but he has unusual powers in his ability to, like, teleport and adjust uh, let, let me just like, make you feel a little better enough, here that we just discussed, like, Booster Gold and Terran Corbett going, and this Frankenstein story probably sounds a little strange to you. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, it's the Frankenstein monster, but he's incredibly erudite. He's smart. He's kind. Um, he's very strong. And now, just like long. And he discovers Helios, and he's got to take Helios on and bring him down. Well, see, so that, that's, that's I was going to say, strangely enough, that was the Dabble Brothers pitch to uh, the comic company, just what Rick just said. So my question As wasn't the Devil Brothers pitch, that was the, they were directly adapting a novel. That is what Rick just described. That's what I said. So here's my question. Okay, so the Devil Brothers are really great at attaching themselves to authors that are yes. good. So now, who's going to illustrate that with their based on their history of not being able to pay? Well, see, they deny that, that it's a non-payment issue. I'm saying that's the rumor. I just moment this is the rumor. We cannot substantiate People don't necessarily repeat their mistakes over and over again. Sometimes they learn. <laughs> but this Sometimes. But I'm personally excited to hear that this property is going to be adapted to a comic. And it's a very... The the books are very cinematic reads. I mean, you can easily see this. But it also sounds like a concept that absolutely. Well, I mean, there we go. Uh, when we see it every now and then, Doc Frankenstein from Burly Man Entertainment, yep. the Wachowski brothers. You know that there's sort of that they took the Frankenstein myth and put it with Doc Savage. But yep. you know, I mean, doesn't Marvel have a Frankenstein monster too? Yes, they, they do. do. I think there's in fact an essential over there on the original. So yeah. Like, so for those of you who could not Spawn get enough Frankenstein. Uh, Those of you that are just itching. Remember Derek the other day when we were having that conversation, I was like, you know what? There are not enough Frankenstein comics. 
I, uh, My prayers have been answered. I don't really Isn't recall that, awesome? that conversation, but I think that, like Dracula, everybody wants to put their spin on it. There's something to... Come up with a new idea, people. Okay? Well, speaking of that, I mean, here we go. Uh, you know, today Warner Brothers announced, or Variety announced on behalf of Warner Brothers, that they have taken Todd McFarlane, who doesn't really oh, do much, has sold a take on Oz to Warner Brothers. And now this is not the first time because he did Twisted Oz, or was it Twisted? He did a Tales series of figures of, of based around figures, the Oz, yeah. Oz characters with Dorothy and all kinds of weird bondage yeah. stuff. Now, uh, allegedly, this article claims that it's like a PG-13, so I really doubt he's going to go as far as he did with the action figures because some of those were really twisted. Yeah, and scary, and and scary. But you know, we've got that. We've got Tin Man. And watch the hand that feeds you, Lon. Elusive Comics does, Elusive Arts Entertainment does, you know, publish Dorothy, Dorothy. which is a sci-fi take on Yeah, but on theirs us. is a reimagining. Are they feeding us tonight? Uh, uh, they might be. Anyway. Um, <laughs> so, well, you've survived it. So. You survived it. But, I mean, that's one of the things is, I mean, there's something about Amigos, if the thought, if the idea is strong enough, people want to be able to put their spin. Frankenstein, thing, Dracula, Oz, Alice in Wonderland. I picked up a book, and I've never seen it outside of L.A., uh, called the Oz Wonderland Chronicles. Yep. And have you have you picked I've that up? It. Yeah. So I bought the first two issues, but from a company that's actually a toy company, like a like actually a toy store in the Midwest, and they do this comic book. Oh, I think I saw those. Like they had those at like War, uh, Tower Records and stuff. Yeah, and, but they're uh, honest enough about uh, to say that they um, <laughs> can only publish one a year. <laughs> so it's at least an, which is going to be one. I, I don't know if I can live long enough to see the end of this story. But I mean, there, there again, it's just picking up. I mean, DC's done it. Uh, my beloved Captain Carrot had the Oz Wonderland War. I mean, people just want to do their spin and their sequels to it. I mean, look at also, uh, not, it's not Grim Fairy Tales, the, but the company is called Xenoscope. Xenoscope just did Return to Oz or Return to Wonderland. And part of that is, of course, trying to make it, you know, very, very sexual and but adult. But I, I read that piece, too. I think it was on Ant Cole or something where I saw it. And it said something like, they're going to try and get him to make it a PG th- or a PG movie. Not PG-13. I said, PG? Well, and I'm like, how, okay, how do you do the twisted eyes and make it PG for kids? Look at... And you know what it bothers me? is like, why not just do, if you go back to the original novels, as I've been doing with my daughter... That's some scary stuff. Mm-hmm. Is originally there. Mm-hmm. Why make a twist? Just adapt, adapt one of the right. doggone books. Do the. I mean, it's because like, you it's, know why? The the original fifties movie or whatever is so 30s near, movie. near and dear. That was in the thirties. Thirty nine. Wow. Okay, but that movie and it tanked. Well, but look at the life it's had since. Yeah, I mean, I know. and that movie's so near and dear to everybody's hearts that the second you and, try to yeah, change and anything, Disney did try to did a very close blasphemy. adaptation in 1985 or 84, the Return Return to Oz, which I thought was Clover's really Bulk. cool. It's a really cool movie. Twisted. And I was cool. watching a little on YouTube today, and I, I just saw it posted and, and thought with a little robot guy, yeah, TikTok, soldier. That TikTok. Was cool. How again? My daughter and I had just read Ozma of Oz, and that's where Return to Oz's plot is almost completely lifted from. And I was like, "Wow, I can't believe how closely they adapted this film." Mm-hmm. And no wonder nobody liked it because it's full of imagination, but it's dark and scary. And children's movies aren't supposed to be dark and scary. Do you, who, do you know who the director was? Walter Murch. I believe it's the only film he directed. He's a sound designer for Lucas. Okay, because it was an interesting vision. So mm-hmm. the never-ending story it was dark. Right, I mean, and did not do well in its initial release. It was one of, one of the things DVD. This uh, last week came out. We got the DVDs of Labyrinth and Dark Crystal, which I've got 
to watch and you know but it cult movies though right I yeah mean, they're cult movies definitely. but there used to be a time when we oh, were yeah. willing to freak out our kids <laughs> and that's when i grew up so people were willing to freak me out and oh i see the point now this is how i grew up mm-hmm. but uh, <laughs> but you but know now, now parents are freaking out their kids by taking them to see like hills have eyes and yeah. halloween and everything and so they're just turning into oh, serial killers now well and, and even i, mean, I don't yeah, think that's even I blame it, the chinese that's just that's just may i say you know sorry that's just bad parenting based on not because they want to take their kids to it, because but you know why? It's because their parents took them to see freaky Oz movies. They, no, yeah. it's because they you know please. We grew up on Warner Brothers cartoons, and we didn't you know we learned opera from that. No, we I learned how to hit my brother in the head with a giant mallet. Pan. Did you? <laughs> yes. Did you really? Yes. That ex- I've met him. That explains mm-hmm. a lot. Okay. Uh, he doesn't know how to download this, does he? No, he's okay. computer illiterate. Good. From all those mallet hits to the head. Anyways. <laughs> Yeah, so I anyway, but I, I mean, there it is. We just we just keep trying to attach new spins on old ideas. Here's my thing, though. Yeah, who's gonna see a Todd McFarlane? It's gonna. I mean, if it's good, it'll be a cult movie, but it's not gonna blow up. Yeah, mainstream. as big as Todd is in the industry, in our industry, you go out Joe on the street, no one's gonna say Todd McFarlane. And that's gonna yeah. be news to Todd, but right. I think you're right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I you know, they're not gonna be all from the creator of Spawn. Everybody's gonna go, who's Spawn? Spawn? Yeah. That, I saw that uh, from movie? the creator of the MLB. Action figures that break the second you take them out of the package. Oh yeah, I know that guy. It's the creator of the action <laughs> figures that all the stoners buy and just look at and go, oh, those are cool. Jerry Garcia action figure. The creator of the action figures that got blown up at the beginning of Live Free and Die Hard. Uh, so there nice. you go. Yeah, so there's that coming, and of course uh, we've got Sci-Fi's doing Tin Man, which I'm sure will be as exciting as their remake of Flash Gordon. Mm-hmm. Let's, uh, should we digress for a second and talk about episode two? Yeah. Did you watch it, Rick? Yeah, the only thing... Did it hurt you? The only thing good about that was the last two minutes. Remind me what happened in the last two minutes. The, uh... Credits? No, the the bounty hunter (laughs) takes her clothes off. Yes, they they don't have water, so they bathe with oil. Oil. Yes, and Flash goes, I think she can stick around for a while. Yeah. It's one of these things, it's about back to reimagining. You have a, this bestial guy... Yeah, I'm I'm screaming. I'm going. Okay, is that Thun of the Lion Men? Yeah, yeah. And no, they have to create their own thing. I'm like, if this is Flash Gordon, please establish in the first three or four episodes where Baron of the Arboreans is. Yeah. Uh, where is Thun of the Lion Men? Give me these things. Instead, they've all got to put their create their own characters. Like, no, there's a very rich library I of characters. I think it's best if we just ignore Flash Gordon. On I can't. We're giving it three it, three episodes. Just let it disappear. The other, the other we promised that, we were going to give it three episodes. The, oh. the water the water smuggler and his court trial when Ming actually does become Ming the Merciless, but in the wimpiest way possible. Absolutely. And why does everybody but Ming look vaguely Asian on Mongo? Yes, everybody vaguely. Ming. Ming looks like he ought he to be is saying so wimpy. Room sir, but he he executed the guy in the same manner that was used in the movie. Oh, okay. So once again, I'm you know the gas the vague gas chamber with just yeah. smoke filling and the guy chokes, and I'm like, well, You're clearly so you've seen the movie, <laughs> you, you know. Clearly you realize there was something there that people liked, but it wasn't the gas chamber so much as yeah. oh I don't know set design production values. And fun. That's what I'm missing. Fun. fun. I'm still missing the fun. Okay. We've gone there. Sorry, Lon. Back to things that will keep Lon excited. There's been a little HD, DVD, Blu-ray thing, and I think this affected you because you enjoyed this movie. You enjoyed the movie, too. Transformers 1. Yes. The Transformers movie. Transformers 1. Because clearly. It's just Transformers. 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 The movie. 
No, it's just Transformers. If it wasn't Transformers, the motion picture. No, that was the cartoon. Transformers. The motion picture of a lifetime. The motion motion picture experience of a lifetime. Uh, That Michael Bay, in a huff, quit Transformers 2 this week, took a little nap, came back. (laughs) I think he was drunk. (laughs) Yeah, he was drunk, slept it off. His mother talked to him, him, came back, and said, I'm going to do Transformers 2. So he's back on. So he quit and and rejoined the production of Transformers. Say 2. what you want about Michael Bay, yeah, you yeah. can't make he's, you can't make Transformers two without him. So I don't know that that's true, but I, I, I but I don't know that I'd want to. I would agree. Michael Bay made a fun movie. I, I don't want to say film because there's nothing. Uh, you I know. think you can't make Transformers two without explosions. Well, I'm just saying, you get anybody Lots else. Lots of people in there. can blow up. Look at Lon. Yeah. Look at that. <laughs> no. <laughs> No, but seriously, um, he he got in a huff because the who's what, what studio is he with? Paramount. Paramount. Paramount said we're only Blu-ray HD or DVD. HD or they uh, said we're only going to make HD DVD. And he said, huh, it should I be like available Blu-ray. on both formats. And he flipped out. And flipped out. And he tried to pull a little. I'm Michael Bay, and I can I can and cry Param- about it, and people and will change their minds. Yes, and Paramount right. said, "You're who." I'm sorry, who? They're all, did you last check clear? Good. Get out. Didn't you direct the island? Uh, yeah. And then it went all went, it went no, out. Don't you forget who butters your bread, Michael Bay. So I'm going to ask again. I'm going to turn to Rick because I do know you do have both, both formats. Yes. And I will say that I witnessed a uh, – Sony asked me to come by at Comic-Con and, do a, and witness a demo of the Blu-ray. Uh, I was not so much impressed at Sony, but when I was – here, Lon, I'm going to name drop. When I was at Best Buy in Los Angeles for the Babylon 5 Lost Tales signing, I was standing around just staring at the demo for Blu-ray for about half an hour. Uh, and I was convinced at the end of that that, yeah, there's something to it. But were you doing it side-by-side with HD DVD? No, I was not. Because there's no doubting that Blu-ray is better than standard DVD. But the compressions, I, you know... I'm not going to go all the way down the geek. Uh, Can geek, I add something to this argument? Compression algorithm business. Would you? Is the HD Blu-ray thing, is it is it mass sold to the consumer yet, or is it mostly high-end electronic customer? I still think it's a high-end. I don't think So that, until yeah. the technology gets into the hands of the people, I'll tell you, why well, do we care about this Here's the interesting thing or, in Michael Bay's recanting this week is he said Paramount promised him. I don't know how Paramount could promise this. But that that we were very close to HD DVD players that would be at a, at a purchase price of about two hundred dollars. Because currently now they're about what six seven. No 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 no. I don't think they're that. You can actually, if you have an Xbox, you can go out and pay. I think it's an Xbox three sixty. Yeah, an Xbox three sixty. Or actually, the which same which is about five hundred dollars, right? The or? same drive will work on a PC. Okay, um, but what about just a standalone? I mean, if we're because standalones are a little bit more. Standalones are. I I'm just in saying. So range right now. I almost think this argument is moot because it's like until there, it gets in the are, hands of the people. There are players right now that will play both formats. Well, that's great too, but, but it's like it's like debating, you know, DVD when everybody's using VHS. You know what I mean? V, you know, DVDs until they got affordable and became the you know. The, the the popular platform, yeah. then it became an issue. But right it, now, it is more expensive. It's only a high end. It issue. is more expensive to produce the D, the Blu-ray. And that's I'm still using a PS2, so I, I mean, know. you know, that's where I'm at. So, I understand. You know, people revolt. Come Which, with by me. By the way, I got to give a shout out. Michael Goodson gave me this video game, Burnout Three. 
my birthday, and I have. Is that the one where it. you uh, do the stunt one and you launch the guy through the windshield? Uh, I haven't oh, actually no, launched a guy. That's, 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 uh, that's stunt driver. This is, but it is causing as much mayhem and traffic accidents yeah. as you possibly can. Oh, I know. It's, a, one, it's a very yeah. wrong game to have, but I have. You're driving it, through the streets. You, have the, you build up your I've nitro, been, and then you've been playing four or five hours every night, and yeah. uh, I'm not sleeping well. Okay. <laughs> so, you Let's know. hope you're not driving. Uh, you're driving well still. <laughs> I'm actually. Um, this is an alternative to road rage. I take it. Um, I had that. It was a Simpsons game. <laughs> yeah. Simpsons road rage. Loved that. That was a great game. Anyway, but back to uh, I'm sorry. What we're talking about? We're Transformers. Talking? Yeah. So I'm just saying, HD DVD is a 30 gigabyte, and I think Blu-ray is 50 gigabyte. I may be wrong by 10 on each. So Blu-ray is bigger. Blu-ray is bigger. It's got a bigger gig. But the compression used in it is more lossy. The other thing is too, with this technology being so okay. new and untested. I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop explaining there. <laughs> more lossy. Saying. Okay. Wait, wait until these things are cheaper and they work out all the kinks and bugs. Well, and they the thing, it. honestly, because I think we've talked about we talked about this like a year ago when somebody asked like which to adopt. If you, you've also got to upgrade to have an HD television in yes. order to really take advantage of this, yes. so it's still a, a larger cash outlay. And I think again, it's almost too soon. You had this long, you had well over a decade between VHS and the introduction of DVD. Uh, and Betamax for those who were, you know, I think Lom was like three when VHS first appeared. I was like eight. Were you? Okay. I don't know. Yeah. And and then when you go to uh, to, to go to DVD to HD or Blu-ray, whichever. Right. Um, and I think that if I were in a position to upgrade, I would go and buy a dual player, as you as I think you're suggesting, uh, possibly for possibly. those of us who can't make our make up our minds, because Disney has thrown themselves in the Blu-ray. If you have children. You're not adopting unless you've got them, you know, unless Disney's on board. So, uh, you know, it just feels like, though, is that enough of a difference for people to go, you're right, I'm going to completely throw out this $1,000 collection of films and redo it. I've made the transition from Laserdisc to DVD already. I did that as well. And I still have under my desk. I'm bitter. I have about eight Laserdiscs that I have yet to transfer to DVD. And the reason why I'm transferring them are the original Star Wars Laserdiscs. Right, so you have the real... The untarnished uh, versions. We'll be uh, talking off the air then. So, 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 I mean, I was just thinking as we were talking about this, what do you do with your old stuff? We mentioned the orphanages the other day, the chain of orphanages, Penny Lane, whatnot. I mean, why can't we just call places like that? Nice, pennylane.org, everyone, yes. And ask, you know, do you guys need this technology? Is this something that you can use? Is this something that would entertain your kids? I mean, is it tie along in with the books that they're reading? Would you like a copy of Saw? And saw two, and <laughs> for the kids, for the well, kids, you I know. Mean, I but mean, you might is, have some something. Yeah. The reality is the DVD isn't going away for a long, long time. time. Yeah. And people, I mean, people still have VHS tapes and these yeah. things. It we is, call them Midwesterners. But I think. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Mm, yes. We did uh, by Midwest. We did not mean the Faroe Islands. Mm, yes. So I haven't read. We can wrap up the the uh, the Blu-ray DVD thing and uh, Blu-ray HD DVD. It is it is a higher end thing. Most people don't have to worry about things are getting really hyped. If you're if you're in the market for the higher end television set, then yeah, go ahead and do it. If you're gonna be laying out fifteen hundred dollars for a TV, you certainly want to look into one of these mm-hmm. one of these por- form platforms for the movies you really love. You will probably still be very satisfied watching any of your standard DVDs upscaled on these sets. And so. you can get Dragon's Lair for either format. So there you go. Um, 
Alicia has Alicia, something she'd like to bring to the she podcast. She brought something to sure uh, the Lon's, Lon Lopez Our intern challenge. Alicia, everyone. Yay. Like we have an intern. So <laughs> I had the opportunity to meet Dale Barry. He's the author of Tales of Moonlight Cutter, and that's an indie comic. And I brought it to, so that it could be an entrant in Lon's indie comic challenge. That's right. Oh, is this going to be an indie counterpoint? Is this one good? No, no, no. She's, she's oh, submitting she's it. She's I'm brought it for Lon to read. Yes. Am I correct in yes, this? Yes, because Dale Barry actually illustrates and tells the story. You're the right. Simon Cowell of the indie comics. That's right. Off you go. <laughs> All right, you I know, will, I that's will why take he's exposing his guns right it now. It wasn't there. that your performance made me want to vomit. Mm-hmm. It's that I really didn't like the taste of the Absolutely vomit. dreadful. Absolutely. No, anyways. Yes, I will. And I think, I think, I think you're doing the, okay. I think in the future that Dale Barry would be would be more than happy to be present to... Um, Is he a local he's guy? Local, local he, he did say he would make the trek. Where is wow. he coming from? I think around San Francisco or so. Interesting. Oh, that's not that big a drag. Well, maybe after I read these two, he'll like to have a, fa- a you know face-to-face confrontation if I hate Absolutely. the book. Absolutely. I don't think you'll hate the book. Okay. We were really. You don't know Lon. He's really. No, it was really. It was riveting. He actually read a couple of pages. Yeah, you know too, what? He's, yeah, but Lon's cranky and he's, he's pissy. And I've I've seen a lot of comics and yeah. I've rocked them all. Anyway, speaking of comics, back to comic and film adaptations, of course, Justice League. Christian Bale made a big deal this week saying he would not appear in the Justice League film. And I don't blame him. Yeah. Or he says, and he's hoping that if a Justice League film gets made, that they at least wait till the after he's made the third Batman Yeah, film. you know what? You can do a Justice League film and not have Batman. Sure. But apparently the current script does have Batman. Eh. So, you do, Michael you do, Keaton's free. And if Warner, Batman's in it, Guy Gardner's not going to show up. And, and, and there you go. Warner Brothers is uh, allegedly also planning to use it as a launch pad for a Flash, a Green Lantern. Perfect. And a Wonder Woman film now. Exactly. That's why so. you don't need... Well, I mean, you know, if the script has Batman and whatever. You could do, couldn't you do like another character like The Question or somebody and just take out a Batman? Like who could you do a Batman, like a Batman replacement? Robin. No, no, no. Nightwing. But, Nightwing. Maybe. Nightwing. Yes. You could do Nightwing. Most people don't necessarily make that connection, and DC certainly has successfully off. marketed that But Nightwing doesn't separate. have the respect that Batman... Or would you make him like a grown-up? Yeah. Sure. Hmm. Why not? Is there another character you, that you could borrow from DC that would... Well, you could put Green Arrow in. I mean... Hmm. No, but he's got his own movie coming out. Lockdown or Super Tramp or whatever. Supermax? Supermax. Uh, let me explain something. These movies don't exist until they're actually made, so, oh, you know... If there, in my mind, if there's been like six months of silence after a flurry of, of us all going, <laughs> and it's gonna be so cool, and you haven't heard anything for six months, not no, it's happen. not. It's like the Joss Whedon Wonder Woman. It's not. That doesn't exist. That's too bad. There we go. I'm sad. Who, but we also, along with the Christian Bale thing, there was a leak of Dark Knight picks last week. Are we done talking about Justice League movie now? Well, I mean, but it's a, it's a tie-in. I don't okay, know because there's not not much we know. The big news was that I was just going to say, who would you speculate? Well, I did say that I found out while I, while we were down in San Diego, it, it was announced that George Miller, who directed Mad Max and recently Happy Feet. Uh, Those are two strange ends of the spectrum for the guy. Yeah, you said Mad Max or Road Warrior. All of them. All of them? Okay. And All of happy them. Feet. And happy, and happy <laughs> feet. And Babe, Pig in the City. Both, uh, you know, so. Or I think, the, yeah, pa- Pig in the City, the second Babe movie was a George Miller wow. film. The first one was not. Interesting. And so. Babe, he, Pig and in the he's going to direct Justice League? He's planning to direct Justice League. Could work. So it's interesting. Tina we'll Turner was awesome. Yeah. I just want to say that. She was you awesome. Happy Feet, she was fantastic. <laughs> she was awesome. <laughs> she was an Emperor Penguin. It was great. They didn't actually animate her, she was just there. 
At any rate, but along those those Christian Bale lines, we are also excited. Uh, I finally saw in a theater last week the trailer for Dark Knight, which you have, you, mm-hmm. you have all seen now. It's a teaser trailer. It is a teaser, it is, but it's a good teaser trailer. Eh. I felt teased I in was a good totally way. Teased, but I've seen the trailer on, online already. It's just like, a logo with audio quotes, right? Yeah, but I like the audio quotes. Oh, I just like oh. it. Okay, I'm just excited, all right? Yeah. I know, but you'd be Did more... Did we see that with Superbad? Was it yep. before Superbad? Yep. Yeah. You'd be more excited... Should you be excited we saw Superbad? But anyway, we'll talk about that later. But um, Shouldn't you be more excited Superbad if you saw pictures from The Dark Knight? I did see pictures from what? The Dark Knight because they leaked out on the web last week. I was afraid to run them on Fanboy Planet because Ain't It Cool News was immediately contacted by Warner Brothers. That's how you get on their radar, Derek. Oh. Yeah. By getting a lawsuit. Exactly. I'm yeah. so foolish. No, it costs too much money name. to sue you. They'll email you with an angry letter going, hey. Take them down. Take it, uh, but see, then they know who you are. And they're like, This is true. That Fanboy Planet people, they troublemakers. Fanboy Planet. Can't there were so many people it. posting those pictures. <laughs> all they would have sent you was an angry email. Yeah, there we go. It's true. It was all over, it did go all over the web. So there were pictures. That, and I still saw them after they got pulled that, down. They were just on another site. And they gave away uh, several plot points, um, which we could discuss or not, depending on whether people want to listen. Let's just, let's not talk plot points, but let's talk about the look. Of the actual the look Joker. of the Joker, it is so clearly an it's applied makeup. It's a little makeup. disappointing. It is, as I said earlier, that it, it, it's like he looked and said, "You're a dirty whore," and colored himself in and went. And his hair oh. is all stringy and like not even green. It's kind of a green blonde. It's yeah, and to go yeah. along with and the, they didn't even give him a wig, so Ledger's kind of you know balding on the yeah, top and yeah, which I'm okay with that. I mean. It, I, I that guess Nicholson part, I was a little bald too. But well, it was a little, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> but and, and paunchy. And this, at least, he's got more of the of the Joker physique. And I believe it was you who told me last week. Trust Christopher Nolan. And so, I, well, that's the thing. You can see pictures and you get an idea. But once you know, you got to put everything in the context of the film and right. how mm-hmm. it plays. And right. we have and no I'm idea. I'm willing to trust him. I'm just not happy with what I've seen. However, the first that. First movie, but it's not as bad as seeing Willem Dafoe in the Green Goblin armor. I we'll see. I'm just saying, you can look at the pictures. You can kind of, you know, who knows if the scene was, you know, maybe that's before he gets. Well, and I would also say, I mean, this is a logical reason why um, why Christian Bale wouldn't want to appear in a Justice League movie is they are trying to be so real world, or or only stretching our our plausibility a certain extent before that they're not willing to step over. That a Justice League movie, as many people who read Batman regularly have to complain. Once you bring in another superhero, you change that world. You, you've completely altered the Plus, world. Plus, Christian that Bale is an in. actor, and he's he's trying to you know bring a little craft. And to I'm sure that whoever would play, say, the Flash, be an actor, Ryan Reynolds, currently. No, nah, he's attached. more of a screen, uh, you know, presence. There's a difference. You know what I mean? There's. Screen presence and like Tom Cruise, I don't consider him an actor. I consider <gasps> him a heresy. screen presence. That's heresy. I'm sorry. What I will movie? Forever, I will forever in a day remember him sliding across the floor in his underwear. That, that really for wasn't me. acting. That, <laughs> that was for just. Me. Uh... That for me is acting. Okay. Okay. Well. All right. Yeah. <laughs> so rather, but now for the eye candy for us boys. This fall, someone's joining the cast of Heroes. Oh, oh I heard. Oh, I heard about right. this. Veronica. Veronica Mars. No, uh, even Christ- hotter. Well, yeah, it's Kristen Bell. No. Someone hotter than Kristen Bell? Michelle no. Nichols. Who's that? 
no. Lieutenant Uhura. Wait. You heard about that, Michelle right? Nichols, yes. really? And Michelle Nichols joining, is joining the, cast the cast of Heroes. Of Heroes. This is true. A fan dance. That was not actually the excitement for me. Oh, what? Because Kristen Bell is the sweetheart of fanboys Wait, everywhere. Who's Kristen Bell? She no, was Veronica Mars. Veronica Mars. And I apologize, be, Lieutenant Hora. I do know and, who you and are. And she will be appearing as well in the film Fanboys. So she's someone who, as she has said, she likes comics. And the but way let's she, tell people who, what role she passed on to be on Heroes. Well, why don't you tell her? Tell the people because I she don't passed really... on a role as like scientist on Lost. Yes. So she went. I'm okay with that. No, yes. you know, and I think it's actually a smart move. as a career move. It's probably smart, mm-hmm. but as an artistic move, I'm just saying. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> dun dun dun. I'm just dun, saying dun, that dun. as an actor, you're probably going like to have you're going to be more challenged. You're going to be more challenged on Lost. But you'll probably get more screen time or I, you know, on but Heroes. I, I don't know, because I think Heroes has had some good performances and interesting <clears> things. <throat> I mean, I, I, I... What? She's a woman in America. You have to consolidate the amount of time that you have to act. You, I mean, it's not like men where you can be oh, 76 years, commentary. 76 years old. Actual social criticism. I was say yes. I mean, you, wow. you, you can't be a 76-year-old woman, apparently, in America. Michelle and, Nichols, and she have, just scored a role. And have a 20-year-old love interest, as so many men do. Michelle Yet, Nichols. I, on screen, let us, uh, right, let us right. say that. I'm uh, speaking about on screen. It doesn't really happen that often in real life. Well, it does, barring Elizabeth Taylor. Harold and Maude. <laughs> so she's probably oh just Lord. saying, "Look, I'm no, I'm, I'm doing no, well. No, no, no. I, I, I can I act. Totally and let understand. me let me get it together now." No, if I were her, I'd probably Heroes probably has more work for her. It'll probably have it'll probably and they utterly changed their plans for her to sneak sure. her into the and it'll and she'll it's a better career move because apparently she got the role because she was riding on the train back to L.A. with Tim Kring and Masioka and for I forget who else said. Fortuitous seating, and she just happened to say, "Hey, one of the one of the oh uh, Zachary Quinto." She said, "He said, wouldn't it be fun if you came on our show?" She said, "Oh, it'd be kind of fun." And then Tim Kring like called her a week later and said, "Really?" That's because Zachary Quinto is trying to get up in that. Come on, uh, come on. He's Spock. Whatever. He's, he hasn't. Pond Far hasn't hit him yet. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Let's close with a feature that Lon was suggesting this week. It's, is that it? We're all done with everything. Well, that's uh, all yeah. the news I got. You got something else? Big we're, guy? we're an hour right now, dude. Notorious right. PEZ. Let Let's me know, man. Bring it down. We're Let's... for ninety big ones last I know. time, and I cut <laughs> down to that. <laughs> Holy crud. I don't even want to listen to myself for 90 minutes. Actually, that's not true. Okay. <laughs> over and over. So, uh, mm. this is my new section called... And I, haven't, I don't have a name for it. Maybe you can help me name Wayne's it. World. Excellent. <laughs> Lon's World. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just a section, though. It's not the whole show. Uh, sure. <laughs> it's basically, it was Sucks. like comic names that didn't make sense for me. It's mm-hmm. kind of like touching on Goodson's... You have an excellent, well, excellent point. Goodson's... Um, didn't he have a thing where he's like well, characters that weren't relevant the anymore? Or the Punisher is yeah. not relevant. So I had a problem with Thunderbolts as a name for a group for a mm-hmm. For mm-hmm. because thunder is technically a sound. Yes. And can you have a bolt of thunder if you're a claw? Okay, what? maybe claw the sound oh, manipulator. Claw. Wow, that was a good nerd, oh, good nerd save. <laughs> but I'm just saying, shouldn't it be lightning bolts and thunder claps? But I guess you couldn't have a team called the Thunderclaps. The Thunderclaps. Well, you can. Just Here comes the claps. That's part of the Marvel Max line. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, okay, it's a good point. But I think that uh, but I think that before Marvel came up with that, 
Thunderbolt has been a phrase. I mean, because this isn't Peter Cannon Thunderbolt of right. the 60s. That, is that, it Thunderbolt Ross, too? Thund- General Thunderbolt Ross. It is a cliche or whatever. You know, it's, it's an epithet. It's, is that, does it cl- classify as an oxymoron? I guess not. Like no, it's not an oxymoron. It's but a double negative? I don't know. <laughs> hey, you're the English teacher. What is I it? I know. I know. And I'm trying to think. It's is it a sassarilla? It's a moronical. It's, it's a... I'm going to call it a Lopezian. Uh, <laughs> Ooh, an invention. Uh, woo, woo. That, uh, I mean, it's been an accepted, uh, it's an no, accepted no, no, no. idiom sure. for decades. That's the word I'm looking for. It's idiom. an idiom yes. for decades. It's idiomic. Idiomic. At least, idiomic. I mean, because you can go back idiomic. to the 60s, at least, and say in comics, there's Thunderbolt Ross, there's Peter Cannon Thunderbolt. But I'm sure that even that, real people were saying, the, saying Thunderbolt before that, I mean, Stan Lee didn't pull. Hit me like a thunderbolt. Stan Lee didn't pull Thunderbolt Ross. Oh, I'm sure that. Yeah, I'm just saying that it just didn't make sense, and I wanted to point that out. That's mm. all. All right. Well, well played, sir. Oh, indeed, indeed. So, uh, well, that is really all I have. Uh, Lon, do you have anything else that upsets you this week? Everything upsets me. I so know. let's just move yeah. on. It'll be too long. Good heavens! Show. And then uh, this week, uh, Alicia's going to Japan. Is it this week? At the end of this week? Every time you come in, it feels like you just keep pushing this Worldcon <laughs> yeah. back. Uh, <laughs> it's like the end of the month. Right? I am leaving. This is the end of the month, isn't I it? I am leaving on Tuesday at Tuesday. noon, the twenty eighth, and I will be back on the fifth of September. I don't even know what day it will be because I'm sixteen. I'll be 16 hours ahead, so I will feel... That'll be Wednesday, the 5th of September. But to me, it'll be Thursday, because right. I'll have lost today, gained today. Right. Jet lag. Jet lag. Jet lag. Yes. That's fine. We won't expect you back in. That's okay. all right. We'll get that report a week after the Exactly. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, as in... I don't know if you left this in the podcast, but our, our attempt to get uh, Hugo nominees to let Alicia accept on our on their behalf... I left that in. ...failed. Mm. Failed uh-huh. utterly. Are Chris Garcia. Chris Garcia gave us no love. He had already. Uh, I don't know why he bothered writing an acceptance speech because he's not going to win. But he's uh, <laughs> already gone. Frank Wu, however, has apparently planned a little uh, street theater piece, and uh, I believe it probably involves Guidalon, this giant space chicken, and uh, we'll go forward. Which is so he'll be there. Frank will not be there, but he has. He has he's arranged. He's having like a Native American princess, except maybe for him. He, uh, <laughs> Sachin Littlefeather. Yes. Yes. <laughs> ha ha! Zorlak Oscars! Anyway, uh. This man knows everything. I know. It's disturbing. Uh, anyway, so unfortunately that failed, but so in two, in three weeks we will have a full-on report from you on Worldcon. I, I will actually be interviewing people with my new IP3 re- recorder. This so is exciting. I'll Hot day. Very exciting. MP3. MP3. I haven't gotten it yet. Not, ev- not everything starts with an I. <laughs> Um, anyway, get George Takei. Well, we're excited. Get George Takei. We're excited. Anyway, there we go. So we're very excited. Just make sure the interviews are in English, because I know it's in Japan. So, thank well, you. Well, I think if I can throw in a little bit of bilingual, that would that would work really well, I think. What language are is you bilingual? fluent in Japanese? Oh. School she does, just a little. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> All right, so catch us on the web at Absolutely. Uh, www.fanboyplanet.com, but you probably already know that. If you have any complaints, criticisms, you want a copy of Lawn CD. I'm Derek McCaw, hey. editor of Chief Fanboy Planet, <laughs> to my left saying goodbye. Alicia Willis. Across the way, giggling and snorting. Editor himself. of moronlife.com. Check it out for all your daily dose of funny uh, TV, movie, and comedy reviews. Juan Lopez. You're competing? 
No, you just do the geek stuff. We do the funny stuff. <laughs> yeah. And to my left is the ever lovely Rick Brett Snyder, who's already tired editing the me- this mess. <laughs> <laughs> and take it away, mystery guest. This is Aaron Frost. Please use your powers only for good. And thanks once again to the great Luke Ski for use of his music in this podcast. Visit Luke Ski at www.lukeski.com. I'm sorry, I saw the words holy hat babe and then, or holy bat babe and then Katie Holmes and that just hurts my brain. Yeah, I'm good. Anyway, oh, a whole bunch of French kisses we can get off on there. Woo! Stop Whoa. it. <laughs> Stop it. My, uh. <clears throat> Aren't you supposed to be the clean one? Only on the air. Oh, all right. <laughs> he will not tell you truths. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. I will tell you convenient lies. But those are fun. I'm okay with How long have you been married? Uh, 15, 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> wow, it was a quick ceremony. All right. Uh, so do you want to tease real fast and then go into the comics and stuff like that? Or? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. I'll just ask questions until I have to go. That's right. We'll only be- you just keep asking questions. I will do we that. will tell you truths. Hopefully. <laughs> I don't demand truths because sometimes falsehood is so funny. But Let's Do that start, again. That was certainly easier. We will tell you truths. truths. <laughs> it's very show. We will tell you truths. You should, you should close with that or something. Anything. <laughs> Man, we plan it. And then we can remember, we, we will, will tell you truths. truths. <laughs> no, it should be. You ask us questions. Just, we, will we will tell you, tell you truths. truths. You should open Sounds up for, like, questions. Sounds so much questions. like Fox. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. Whatever. He, said he hasn't, Pond Far hasn't hit him yet. Oh, okay. Since I'm going to cut this out anyway, I'm going to digress for What? <laughs> We were looking at houses last week, and the one that I liked the best was on Bud Court. Bed Court? Bud. Bud Court. Court. Bud Court. Yeah, Bud like Court. Right up, right up Mod, yeah. I still like that Goodson managed to live, move on to South Park Lane. Oh, nice. He actually lives in South Park. I don't know how he did it. And we're back. <laughs> I don't know where Rick made the cut. So anyway, you will train ride, Kristen Bell, Zachary Quinto. <laughs> Thanks everybody. If you've got a complaint, if you think that Rick maybe cuts a little too close no, to no, the no, bone, no, come on, let's come back on this. <laughs> okay, let's close with a feature. You feel for you right now. My eyes were so glazed over. He's in Jersey. He's all right. He's just working on his. Not eye because rock. I'm not interested, but just because I don't get it. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna go read my CSI comic book. As now. we explained, hold on, hold on. I want you to do a bumper going out. I want you to say, "This is Aaron Frost. Please use your powers only for good." Really? Yes. Yes. This is Aaron Frost. Please only use your powers for good. She didn't get it right. No, I didn't. <laughs> it's okay. Neither did uh, take two. Did did no most of the people. Yeah. Who were, yeah. <laughs> Please use no your powers only for good, right? Yeah. Hmm. Uh, and a is, clean start. Ready? This is Aaron Frost. Please use your powers only for good. Thank you. You're welcome. I do try to oblige. Anyway. <laughs> Please don't drool on the microphones. Oh, okay. <laughs> Bye, guys. Take it easy. Yeah. Good night, Aaron. Thanks for coming by. Give it a space and we'll jump back in. <sighs>
Uh, what should I say? Is there anybody wishing for a recitation of something that I actually Whatever it is, just keep it in that breathy tone. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> See, I now know why I'm here. No, I knew that before. Yeah. Um, and yeah. then I look up and see I Cheesecake know. Chronicles and something that just says milk and a woman with very large tits and a very small bra. That's going to be the outtakes. 